Welcome to another episode of Lumber Chats, Inside NAU, where we give you an inside look into lumberjack life. I'm Michelle Barkella with NAU Social, and today I'm chatting with NAU student Jillian Robb. In addition to being a lumberjack, Jillian is crushing it as a triathlete. She is currently ranked fifth in Ironman triathlon for her age group in the United States and sixth in the world. Welcome to Lumber Chats, Jillian. I have lots of questions for you. Uh, but we start every episode with our guest in what's called the Lumberjack Hot Seat. So I'm just going to ask you a series of fun questions and you can say the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Yep. NAU blue or NAU gold? Blue. Hot spot or dub? Hot spot. North or south campus? North. What is your favorite spot on campus? The chemistry building. Ooh. And what movie could you watch over and over? I'd have to say Cool Runnings. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? It doesn't matter what the rest of the world is doing as long as you're content in what you're doing. Oh, that's awesome advice. I love it. Okay, you close your eyes and imagine you're a happy place. What do you see? My happy place would be up in Alaska where there's all sorts of places to train and not a lot of people. Oh, cool. Have you been up there? I have not, no. All right. And what's your go-to pick-me-up? It's going to sound kind of counterintuitive, but normally I get overstimulated. So my pick-me-up would be kind of just chill for a few minutes with like a cup of tea and be like, okay, this is how I'm going to face these challenges and I'm going to get through this. Wow. That's a really good answer. All right. So those are the hard questions. Um, so now let's hear all about your journey to where you are today as a triathlete and a full-time student at NEU. What year are you entering at school? I'm going to be a sophomore. Okay. And what's your major? <laughs> um, <laughs> my majors are geology with an emphasis in geophysics and French, and my minor is chemistry. Wow. Okay, and outside of school, you're a competing triathlete, so you have yep. not to say that your majors are any easier. It sounds all of that sounds pretty intense, <laughs> um, but so you're a competing triathlete and a successful one at that. So I read that you recently qualified for age group nationals in Milwaukee in the Olympic distance, and that'll be this August. Yes, August sixth. Oh, that's coming up. Okay, and age group worlds in New. In November. Yep. In um, Abu Dhabi. In Abu Dhabi, yes. Um, so I imagine you're heavily training at the moment. Um, what does training for those races look like? Well, you're not in school at the moment, but um, you will be pretty soon. So what would training look like with your school schedule? So those are both Olympic races. Um, not necessarily my favorite distance. My favorite distance is actually either a half Ironman or a full Ironman. And so that's kind of what I train mainly is like those longer distances. And then with these Olympics, you get to those distances, you know, oh, this is a piece of cake. I'm only going for two hours. That's nothing compared to the 10 to 11 hours yeah. in racing that I do for the Ironman. So my typical training schedule and I'll walk you through a week of what I do. Yeah. And it'll, I haven't planned out that this semester, but last semester while I was training for my Ironman, I would get up Monday mornings at 3 a.m. 
I would go to the gym with my coach and we would lift before my 8 a.m. class. And then I would do all my homework throughout the day in between my breaks. So my math, my physics, whatever it may have been. And then Monday afternoons, we would go for a short bike ride. And then Tuesday mornings, I would be over at the pool. So I'd get up around 5.15, walk over to the pool. I'd swim for an hour, get in my 8 a.m. class. Um, Tuesday afternoons, I had Taibo, which is kind of like a cardio kickboxing thing. Yeah. Um, it's more aerobic. I do it just for fun, um, just to get kind of out there and just enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, Tuesdays is kind of like a stretch, kind of relax, chill day. Um, Wednesdays, <laughs> we're kind of killer. Um mm-hmm. Again, I get up at 4 a.m. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Wednesdays were my hard days. Um, I'd come home. Um, well, I should explain. My coach, my triathlon coach, is actually my father. Oh. It um, just so happens that his background is in athletic training, and that's what he went to school to do was to, like create these programs for student-athletes, bad-athletes, whatever it may be, and help them stick to it. So I'd come home Wednesday mornings, and we'd spin on the spin bike for two to three hours. And then we, I'd go to class, and he'd go to work. And then Wednesday afternoons, we would go back and lift again. Um, it was a lift and run type thing. So we'd run maybe six or seven miles, and then we'd lift. Thursdays was a swim day, so we'd swim in the morning again before my 8 a.m. class. Thursday afternoons was stretched cords, so it's like swimming on land and then abs and then some more running. It was mainly sprint running um, just to work on the speed. Fridays was kind of my rest day. It was kind of easy. We'd bike for an hour in the evening. I got to sleep in, which was always really nice. Sleeping into me is like 6 a.m., so I was overjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my roommate was as well. She's like, you're not up? Awesome. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, you're doing all this with a roommate. <laughs> and then Saturdays, I'd come home Friday night, and I'd stay Friday night at my house because Saturday, we were up by 2 a.m. We would have loaded our bikes in the truck that night before because we were training through the winter and and it was kind of cold we'd drive down to phoenix Hmm. we'd drive down to phoenix and we'd start our ride as soon as the sun came up um and normally that we'd bike 100 miles um when we started training it started at 100 miles and it'd take us over six hours by the time we finished we could bike 130 miles in under six hours. I think about five hours and 45 minutes. It was my last time we clocked it. And then after that, on Saturdays, we'd run. And then Sundays was the same. It was our long run day. And we'd either run in the gym for three to four hours on a treadmill, which was boring as heck, <laughs> or we'd run outside in the snow or whatever. We'd go down to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just depended on what the weather was up here. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've said all of this, and I've said when I'm going to my classes, but when am I doing my homework? When am I studying? Yeah. That 
paying a lot to, if I'm in the car, I'm studying. If I'm having free time, I'm studying. I didn't really go out. I'm not a huge partier. Um, I had one friend, Hope, and we'd go see movies hmm. um, at Proxy, and that was our thing. And we'd do it maybe once a month. Wow. That is an intense schedule. Um, and so was that just this past year or? Um, yeah, that was okay. last semester, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and so will you just clarify then, how far is the Olympic distance for run, tri- run, swim, and bike? So for the Olympic, it is a one-mile swim. It is a 24-mile bike, and it is a six-mile run. Okay. For a half Ironman, it is a 1.2-mile swim, a 56-mile bike, and then a 13-mile run. For a full Ironman, it is a 2.4-mile swim, a 112-mile bike, and then a 26-mile run. Ooh. And you've done all three of these distances already now. I have, yes. Yeah. Wow. So how did you get into this? How did you get into competing in triathlons? Um, that is a long story. So my first triathlon I did when I was five years old and I still had my training wheels on my bike. I'm not going to lie. Um, it kind of started, so I started swimming because we lived in Florida. Mm. I was, I could swim before I could walk. Um, my parents are like, you're going to know how to swim. If you fall into water, you're going to save yourself. And so I've always swam. I love to swim. Um, for the longest time, I was like, I'm going to swim in college. I'm going to go swim for Andy, uh, Coach Larry. And I was going to go somewhere. I had several offers. And I was like, I'm kind of burnt out with swimming. Like, I love it. But it's not. I needed cross training. And looking back, I didn't know it. But I needed it. So that was the swimming background. Um, for running, it started, I hated running. As a little kid, I was like, why do you run? Why Why are we running? Mm-hmm. And I think it was probably around fourth or fifth grade. I was like, I like this. I'm good at this. Why am I not running? Mm-hmm. And it turned into, I started a running club. I wouldn't do girls on the run. I like to run with dudes. Um, I was faster than all the girls. And by the end of it, I ended up high school cross country, middle school cross country, high school track. Um, My senior year of high school, we won state cross country. Um, And it was a heck of a year. Um, For me, as myself, and I had some sickness going on. And um, I was just phenomenal to win during COVID Hmm. and then biking um so biking mountain biking was always forced when I was younger my dad had dragged me out we're gonna go explore I come home in tears all cut up what did you do to her and even when we were road biking he'd take me too far and I despised it I was like why am I doing this and he got me a new bike and I'm like I just I hated it and I took a year off from biking didn't touch my bike for a year and then I started dating this dude 
And I'm not going to get into the whole story, but he biked. He mm-hmm. not biked. And I was like, well, what if I start biking? Mm-hmm. So we started getting more into that, and we kind of biked together, and things evolved. And he's not around anymore. But from that, I got biking. I got so mm-hmm. much better at biking. I found joy in biking, and I found joy in mountain biking. And it helped me in that aspect. I will never admit that to him. <laughs> um, but that's what happened with biking. So the love for triathlons has been a rocky road. It definitely started with, I have three, three different sports I like. I will not just like, but I love. And I couldn't pick. So instead of picking, I put all three together. Yeah. And um, I knew triathlon was a thing because I'd watched my father do Ironman in my youth. So in 2012 was when my father actually did his, not his last Ironman because he just did one with me, but he's like supposed last one, like I'm going to retire now one. He did the one down in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So I'd watched him train for that when I was younger. And I was like, well, like, here's the goal. I know I can do a half. So I had set this goal, and that was kind of like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And just training and competing and, like, getting up to that level, I was like, I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just so much that I'm good at it. I love this. Yeah. I love to train If I didn't love to train, I wouldn't be up at 2 a.m. spending my weekends biking hundreds of miles. And what is it that you love about it? Whether, and I kind of can gather from about swimming that you, you know, grew up from being a baby, grew up, that was what you did. You learned to swim. But what about running and biking? What is it that you like about it? And then, and training is. Hey, I'll go run and I'll get lost and. Sometimes I'll run 30-something miles, and it'll be way further than I planned or intended, and I'm out of water. And I call my mom, and I'm like, I have no idea where I am. I had fun, but can you come pick me up? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so lost. And I love that. I love to explore. I love to just get out in nature and not know where I am and be away from civilization. But yet I continue to do it and just see how fast can I go? Can I challenge the wind? What tight, like how far, how fast? Ooh, yeah, that's intense. Um, did you ever dream like when at the beginning, you know, signing up for your first triathlons and such, and did you ever dream that you'd achieve so much and become like this top athlete at it? By no means. Yeah. I, so in high school, I had a swim coach, well, even before high school, um, Doc, he told me, you can't do multiple sports, you can't do multiple sports, you have to pick, you have to pick. I swam. Um, And then I started doing relays in triathlon. I'd swim, my dad would bike, and someone else would run. And it was kind of that. It stayed that way for years. And Doc left uh, for one reason or another. I got a new coach. He told me as long as I could stay committed to swimming, 
I could put in other sports. And it just kind of took off from there. Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd hit this point. I just love to train. And I guess that's kind of where I was like, well, I'm training. I might as well compete. And one thing kind of led to another. So you mentioned your dad. Who Who else have been your biggest influences or mentors? Have you had any other coaches along the way? Triathlon is definitely a big family sport. So my mom, she's my Sherpa and my dad's (laughs) Sherpa. So what that means is the morning of the race or days before as we're preparing, we get the meals ready, we get the snacks ready, we get the cars ready, the bikes clean. There's so much equipment and there's so many moving parts of triathlon that it's not just the athlete, it's their whole close unit. And my mom is awesome. Like she makes sure that she makes sure I'm eating enough, she makes sure I'm hydrated. Like everything makes it into the car, if we're driving, everything makes it to the airport, wherever we're going, like it would not function without my mom. And she doesn't know it, and I don't say it enough, but she's without her like the whole system would collapse my father's not the most organized and my mom keeps me sane through it all mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah and, you need someone like yeah. that to balance out the, the other side for sure okay. and then the newest person in my support type thing is um his name is cyrus mm-hmm. and we met during our iron man and I don't know if you've ever had where you kind of meet someone and you're just kind of instantly connect, Yeah. but you connect in a sort of type of pegging. Hmm. So we met on the run. So this means we've biked 112 miles and swam 2.4 and we'd run about 10 miles. <laughs> I was like, well, dang, he looks pretty young. He looks around my age. And I knew I was the youngest one out there, but I was like, I just needed someone to talk to. Like, I am in so much pain. (laughs) So we just started talking, and we hit it off. And now we talk every day. Oh, my gosh. And he lives in Texas, but we compare races. We compare training. Mm -hmm. It's someone else just to kind of, like, bounce ideas off of. Like, what do we do with our bikes? How do we we keep things clean? Mm -hmm. Um, If we get up in the morning and we just have a bad workout, like, how do we get through this? Because every day is different. And having someone else there besides my father to bounce ideas off of, to bounce meal plans, to bounce travel expenses, and just like, how are you doing this type of thing? It's really great. Um, And I mean, I can really do it with any triathlete where it's a growing community, but we're really tight knit. Um, If you say a triathlete's name, we know that person. I know about... 25% to 50% of the people racing at the Mountain Man event this weekend. I guess the only thing I can come up with as to why it's so tight is because we go through the same pain, pain that Mm -hmm. other people can't really experience. Like doing all three sports back to back, Mm -hmm. it's, I don't even know how to describe it. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, in your NAU community, you probably, you know, your dorm room and classes wherever, you can't 
you don't have people from there who really understand what you're going through. No, they definitely do not understand the going to bed by 10 o'clock, getting up in the morning, doing my homework in the day, yeah. and then training. It's, they look at me like I have three heads <laughs> when I explain what I do. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it feels that way, but I, I hope you know, too. I'm sure you're a big inspiration to a lot of people on campus who you know, want to be doing something as cool as that. Which brings me to another question. What advice would you give to someone who is curious about racing or entering their first triathlon? It's kind of, take a race. I'd say a sprint race or an Olympic distance would be the best bet for a first one. Pick a date, pick a race, and get excited. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have the $13,000 bikes. You don't have to have the wetsuits or the running shoes. If you can walk, if you can bike, and you can doggy paddle, (laughs) you can do a triathlon. But you have to get excited. You're not going to survive the training if you don't get excited. Mm -hmm. Because you have to have that drive. And if you have a race at the end to look forward to on a date... It's a lot easier to get excited. And even closer to the race dates, I'm like, I don't sleep. I bounce and I'm like, I, bet. I have this energy and it's just so much to do with it. Yeah. And just trying to carry that and find that in a new triathlete is very, it's challenging, but at the same time, it's not. It's like, if they find a race they want to do, they will have the motivation to they cannot. I know for someone that I was helping, he found a race and he's like, I just like the medal. <laughs> I was like, okay, you want to do the race for the medal? That's, that's fine. That's your thing. Go for it. Okay. Um, and then do you have specific goals for these um, big races coming up? Um, yeah, I got a bunch of goals right now. <laughs> For my next half, which is in St. George, it's actually Worlds for 70.3, I want to break five hours. Mm -hmm. I did under six hours. I was like five hours and 40 minutes at my last one. And it had a really hard bike course. There was a really tough wind. I didn't bike nearly as fast as I should have. So I think five hours is definitely doable. I need to work on my running speed a little bit. Um, get a little closer to having all my miles at six-minute miles instead of seven and eight. And then for my next full that I want to do, it's I want to break 11 hours. I want to get into that 10-hour range. And I want to make it to Kona. Nice. I've placed fourth. They only give out so many Kona spots. Um, that'd be so cool to be like, I made it to Kona yeah. in this yeah. age group. Yeah. And I'm still at the bottom of my age group. I'm still a baby. So I have a lot to learn. I'm not going to say I don't. My transitions can get faster. My biking can get faster. I always have more room to improve on my running, even if my little short legs <laughs> look like they're speed walking and going to fall off. 
And swimming, I learned long ago, technique, technique, technique. You fix the technique, you get the technique down, and you have an awesome swimmer. But to go from a pool swimming technique to an open water swimming technique, that's not something I've mastered yet. And I definitely need to work on that. So I look at these pros that are out there, and they're 25, 30 years old, and I'm like, teach me. Like, how do you do this? How do you get a wetsuit off, keep your anklet on, your timing chip, get your bike shoes on, and get on your bike all within 30 seconds? Yeah. It, it's phenomenal. The fastest transition I've ever done is one minute and 17 seconds. Yeah, I can't imagine how seconds. stressful how? that time, that whole transition has to be, too, because you're just trying to do it as fast as you can. Yeah. Uh, well, good luck to you with all those. Uh, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a few questions left that are a little more specific to your life as a lumberjack. So, first off, you're you're from Flagstaff, right? You grew up in Flagstaff? Um, my dad was in the military, so I've kind of lived all over the place. Flagstaff was just the last place we settled before I went to college. Oh, okay, gotcha. How did you end up wanting to stay in Flagstaff and go to NAU? Um, I found out about your IGP program. I studied French through high school. I absolutely love French culture, Francophone countries. It's phenomenal. But... I always loved geology. Fourth grade, I was like, geology, that's my thing. Um, I want to say it was eighth grade. We did one unit in seismology. I was like, what the heck is this? (laughs) This is awesome. And that's kind of how I got into geophysics. Hmm. So between that and the fact that NAU is the only university in the states to offer geophysics even if it's just an emphasis to undergrads Mm -hmm. was a big enough sell that i'm like i don't really care that i have to stay with my parents (laughs) um i that's what i want to do i want to do igp i'm joining the honors program and i just got it all set up i couldn't think of a better match for me oh cool oh that's so great to hear that it all just worked out and aligned I mean yeah you're staying home with your parents but it's also like easier that way in many senses I'm sure yeah cool and what's your favorite part about being a lumberjack my favorite part about being a lumberjack (laughs) that's a hard question (laughs) um I definitely have to say that it's coming out of high school it was a completely different community I kind of walked into um took me kind of a while to figure out where I fit in as a freshman, especially coming off of COVID for two years and not being in school. I was like, this is like social interaction. What is this? Mm -hmm. People? Um, But I was welcomed just phenomenally. And it was like people talked to me. Um, It didn't even matter if they were like freshmen. It was I don't really know how to explain it. I guess the community was, I found a whole new community and that in itself was really nice. I could add to my triathlon community. Well, that's great to hear. I know it's such a, 
hard time for college students post-pandemic, so it's glad to hear you found some good community here. And this next question, I feel like I have an answer from what you've said already, but I was going to say, what's something that would surprise people about your training or your life as a student? I think what I'm surprised about your training is waking up at 2 and 3 a.m., but is there anything else um, you think people would find especially surprising, whether about your training or just how it's impacted your student life, too? I think they'd find it surprising that my training is actually rubbed off on my student life. If I didn't train as rigorously as I do and I didn't have to create a schedule, I wouldn't be as good as a student as I am. Mm -hmm. um, having this training and having to balance everything has definitely made it so I have to stay on top of stuff. Yeah. Like, they don't realize that I'm not just a student. Like, there's so much more. So, yes, I'm a okay, decent student. But if I go up to my professor and I'm like, I need, like, here's my institutional excuse. I'm going to go race. Mm -hmm. He goes, what? What's a triathlon? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, you know those days I come to class with my hair wet and I look <laughs> like I'm exhausted? That's because I've been up for hours. And most of my professors are like, what? Like, they can't fathom that that's what I'm doing. And then I come to class and I keep my grades where they are at. Mm -hmm. That's good. No, I can see that where just you have this tight schedule and you know what you have to fit in. And that puts some urgency around homework deadlines and you have this time to do it and you can't really slack off that way, like, or procrastinate either. It's just... Yeah, no procrastination. Yeah. Um, since you know the ins and outs of Flagstaff and Northern Arizona, what do you think every NAU student should have on their NAU bucket list? I would definitely say hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim. Nice. It takes some training for sure, but to be able to say I hiked the Grand Canyon, I did all, okay, it's 23 miles, but I always stop at the waterfall, so it's 26, but it's just a great feeling to like be able to carry your water and get to that top and be like, look down and be like, I was down there yeah. in today, like I was down there today. Yeah. That's, and yeah, to be able to look down like, oh, yeah, I was down there this morning. Or, like, you know, this took just a few hours, and it's just so beautiful to see where you've gone. The Grand Canyon is awesome, and especially when you hike down into it. It's just a whole different experience. So. Yeah, I'm a little biased. I mean, I kind of love the geology. So yeah, yeah, I bet. It's the whole experience for me. It's just, like, I know these levels. I know what this, like, what animal fossils are on this level. Oh, yeah, that all adds a whole new level of appreciation for it. Okay, and then last question here. If you could give a professor a shout-out, who would it be, and what would you say to them? I think I'd have to go with Dr. Wu because he was always very helpful, very understanding of, like, I've missed a class. And trying to explain to him what a triathlon was was a lot of fun but his office hours were always open he was always very helpful mm -hmm. um and then the day of one of my biggest races so my first iron man was actually like the day of one of our tests i was like i like i can't be here mm -hmm. so he 
didn't even make me take it afterwards because if I'd taken it afterwards, I ended up getting back at 7.30 that morning. The test was supposed to be at 8 a.m. Mm. And, I mean, I went to class. I stunk. I was exhausted. <laughs> and I sat there. But he let me take the exam before. So it was just, he was very understanding and very helpful with all the triathlon stuff as well as academic. If I was struggling with anything, his office hours were always open. We always had extra practice, Mm -hmm. but we were never overrun with homework. My math, it never felt like, that was never my deadline class where I was like, I'm not going to finish this homework because we never had that much, but yet we were able to understand. Oh, good. Okay. Well, that's all the questions I have um, to learn about you, but I also want to know, how can the NAU community support you in your adventures? I saw you have like, you have a fundraiser going, right? I do have a fundraiser going, yes. Um, so I'm short. I'm currently five, one and three quarters. And I'm <laughs> done growing. And my problem, oh, it's not a problem. I have a one bike. I absolutely love it but it is too tall for me. I actually have spacers in my bike shoes that allow me to be tall enough to ride my bike. Oh, wow. And it's still causing problems because my hips are off on the saddle. Mm. And with this, I have an autoimmune disorder. And because of this autoimmune disorder, as my hips rock, my saddle rubs my legs. And because my saddle's rubbing my legs, I get cuts and really painful lesions and just kind of like it's almost like an infection but they're really gross pustules and we're trying to fix the bike thing Mm -hmm. so that's one part that we're trying to fix Mm -hmm. um the other part for that gofundme page is i have to fly to abu dhabi and flying a bike to abu dhabi requires a bike case and a plane tickets and the carry-on for the bike and just getting there is expensive put alone all the gear that i have to get there as well and i'm looking at a bunch of money that i wasn't really thinking about when i signed up because i was thrilled that i'd made it yeah yeah totally Um, so that's part of the gofundme page and then they also have where I had to buy their uniform. Hmm. So I have a Tri-Jax uniform that I love. I spent almost $200 on it. I was like, oh, this is the last. I can wear it for all my races. And it's still going. It's still good. And they're like, well, here's the $200 top. Here's the $200 bottom. Oh. This is what you have to wear. Now, here's the sweatpants. Those are another 100 because they say USA. Here's the jersey and the top, and I'm and it all ranges up there. I was like, "What the heck?" Whoa, yeah. My bank account just hit zero, and I was like, "My money's got to go towards paying for school." Yeah. And that when I was my parents' school, I was like, "I'm gonna pay for school. I need help with this athlete stuff." So, over the summer, I currently have four jobs. What? And I'm training. So when I had 
because my credit hours, I have 20 plus credit hours a semester. I just replaced that with jobs. So my schedule didn't really change. Oh, wow. um, I need the money for the races and I need the money for college. And right now it's been, like I've been cut off for races. My parents are like, no more, you don't have the money. I was like, you're right. Um, you're smart, well, no, they're smarter than me, but if I had an unlimited bank account, I'd be at race after race yeah. after race. And that's what I tried to do this summer, and I couldn't do it. It was too much. So, yeah, you have a lot of expenses adding up, and you just want to keep racing to do what you love. Um, so you have the GoFundMe page, and what? Uh, so that's a great way we can support Jillian and hopefully get all those things paid for. That's a lot adding up. But yeah, that's all the questions I have for you, Jillian. Um, thank you so much for telling us your story and um, sharing all your experience with you. I think it's so exciting, so cool that you're doing this and just doing so well as a student and an athlete. And I think you're a great example and role model for other students and people in the community. So keep doing what you're doing and good luck with all of your races coming up, especially this one Sunday. Can't wait to hear how it goes. Thank you. Thank you to our guest, Jillian Robb. If you want to support Jillian as she heads to Worlds for the Olympic Triathlon, check out her GoFundMe page titled Heading to Worlds in Abu Dhabi. Thank you so much for listening and remember to kick axe, Jax.